Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realize that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing, or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Sally Simpson, Brownie Leader, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you very much. Now, tell Good to me. Be here. Well, it's very nice of you to talk to us on Human Stories. And uh, the brownies are a very worthwhile cause. Um, I know, you obviously know, as uh, one of the leaders. Have you got a rank? Are you brown owl or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm a brown owl. You're a brown owl, wow. Yeah, essentially, that means, yeah, I'm a brown owl, but essentially, that means I'm in charge of the unit that I've got. That's, that's all. Okay, fantastic. Um, talk a, a bit about your history, um, Brownie, and guiding-wise, if that's the right phrase. Yeah, of course. So um, uh, so I started in Brownies before you were allowed to start in Brownies, and the, and the reason for that is that my mum was a leader back then. My mum and auntie ran a unit. Ah. And so when I was a sort of five, six-year-old and my sister started going to Brownies, I tagged along because probably there was no one else to look after me more than anything. So, um, so I started very young in Brownies and, and went through Brownies and then into guidance and then into the senior section um, and loved it. I, I always really enjoyed going to the meetings, you know, the fun that you had there when, you know, when I was a little girl. Um, but but I, as I grew older, I also enjoyed the sort of responsibility side of it. And um, sort of very early on when I was in guide, sort of 12, 13, uh, looked for opportunities to start helping out with the brownies as well. Okay, well, we'll, um, go, on so, to, we'll go on to that in a minute. Okay. Um uh, uh, and your your adult involvement, but I'm I'm interested in um, any memories you might have as a brownie. And what, what's your what was the favourite thing you did, and the most fun thing you did as a, a young girl? Well, we'll all. I mean, we did a lot of concerts uh, we, we, when we were in brownies. We used to do the district concerts, so um, dressing up as a mouse and singing um, uh, the, the windmill in old Amsterdam was one of those memories. But also uh, when I was in guides, dressing up as the Andrews sisters and uh, uh, singing some of the Andrew sisters song at a concert that went through the decades you know so the concerts were quite legendary back then and mm. uh, it's almost a shame that it, you know it was in the days before everyone had video cameras and we haven't got those you know those videos of them which is a shame but then also huge memories of the holidays we went on as brownies in the camps I went on as guides you know mm. um, some of the circumstances that you go in and some of the places we went to by all accounts were really awful what's but you the, don't remember that you just love no. you know you love the enjoyment of it really what's the um actually i've got a secret i can tell you oh dear i know um i was a cub mm-hmm. and i was a mouse in windmills of amsterdam uh, in a scout gang show no yeah. really yeah I remember it. it oh was, my goodness! It was awful because we ha- we held it in the local comprehensive school, which I ended up going to, and it had this huge um, hall with a stage, which is where the performance was. And as a mouse, I had a full mouse kit on, and I had to run on all fours all the way from the back of the hall through the audience down the aisle and up onto the stage, and it was <laughs> physically demanding. I can tell you that. But that's that's amazing. Yeah, I think- I think our mouse in a windmill won a competition as well. I think there was a, a, a district competition to do a performance. No, I have a recollection that we won a competition with our mouse in a windmill, but it's obviously a guiding and scouting thing there. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. What's uh, What happens at Brownies now on a typical meeting night? Well, at the moment we're in lockdown, so not yeah. very much is the answer for us at the moment. But yeah. were we not in lockdown, um, 
Well, we, we meet for an hour and a half with the kids. So um, every every Tuesday night, so we're there every week. Um, we, we we do badge work. We um, we plan our meetings around whatever might be going on in the world at that time or whatever celebrations we might have. So they could be cooking, they could be making something, they could be making cards for family or Christmas. Um, they, they do all sorts of things. The other week we were making monsters out of recyclable materials. So never one week is the, the same as any other. But, uh, you know, if you ask the kids, the one thing they love to do is to come and make stuff and be in the kitchen cooking. That, that's their, you know, that's their favourite thing. So we do a lot of that for them. But no week is ever the same. Um, uh, and we try to just have as much fun with the kids as we possibly can, you know, for sunshine and we get them outside and we're playing outside with a parachute or games or we'll go on a little trek around the building where we meet. You know, we, we just try and give them incredible variety and something that's completely different from school. Did you say parachuting? Yeah, with the parachute. Yeah, that's a <laughs> not parachuting, the parachute, which is like a big big round piece of material that they play games with it's quite difficult to describe if you don't know what it is but yeah it's called the parachute every brown owl out there will know what the parachute is i just um thought i'd clarify that in case there's any prospective uh, mothers of little <laughs> girls who thought you might be throwing them off high buildings no no uh, we won't be doing that but parachute <laughs> games are a, are a staple for us okay um what would how do you think that by uh, <clears throat> being a, a brownie uh, particularly has helped you in your life and your career? Well, I think the thing about brownies and guides and the, the, the sort of the whole, um, the whole movement of guiding is about um, giving women and girls confidence. And one of the reasons why it has remained a girl-only organisation is that there is a, a safe space for, for young girls to, um, to grow, to learn, to gain confidence, to make mistakes, uh, and I honestly think that being part of guiding for all my life and having seen some inspirational women leaders who I've who've worked, who I've sort of done my guiding with or who've, you know, taken me in the past and um, and show me sort of what they've done in guiding has undoubtedly given me confidence to go off and do things in the world that I've done. You know, if I look back at um, when I was in sort of senior section, the opportunities to travel internationally that I got through Girl Guide in UK, I would never have got through um, through any other means at, at that age. Um, and those are the things that increase your confidence. They influence you when you're younger, um, and they do they do really create the independence in in girls and women to to be able to go and do whatever they want. And I, and I think that shaped me. Um, and uh, you know that's why I sort of devote some of my time now to doing the same for other young girls. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, um, why did you want to go back and help as uh, as a leader? Well, I never really stopped. So, you know, as I was saying earlier, I started helping out with brownies when I was still quite a young teenager, really. Um, and uh, and I did my what's called the Young Leadership Scheme, which is for girls under the age, age of eighteen. And as soon as I hit eighteen, I don't suppose there was any question that I was always going to become an adult leader. You know, as as much as um, it, it's good to give something back in terms of volunteering I also really enjoy it and I've got you know I've made some great friendships over the years with other leaders with parents um and the, the, you know I get a huge amount of enjoyment out of it as well but knowing that you're making a difference to um to girls I I think is is, is really important um I, I think there's a lot of pressure 
on girls these days. I think that social media imagery that sits around girls and young women can make their lives and their circumstances really quite difficult. And, and guiding takes them away from all of that and it, it removes those pressures for them for an hour and a half a week. And, and I think it's, it's essential um, for, for kids that are growing up at the moment. You're listening to Human Stories with me, Tony Lloyd. Today I'm talking to Sally Simpson, who's a brown owl leader of the Brownies. And I asked her how things have changed over the years. Well, I still say that the meetings I went to when I was, you know, between seven and ten were incredible fun. And that's that bit hasn't changed. You know, the only thing I ever want a brownie to say about brownies is it's great fun. And I know that I had fun when I was their age. Of course, the program has massively evolved. Um, you know, we when I was uh, when I was in Brownies and Guides, we'd be going around and doing hospital corners on beds to get our house orderly badges and things like that. You know, we've moved so far away from that. Um, uh, you know, and the badges now have quite recently gone through um, through a, a, an evolution. The program has so we've got badges that are like. Um, archaeologist and aviation and mixology and you know just I mean badges that you just couldn't have imagined you know only a few years ago um you you know as I say social media and computers weren't even there when I was you know when I was in brownies or certainly weren't you know I wasn't aware of them and now we've got badges that focus specifically on that and I I think it's I think the way that the the organization keeps reinventing itself and making sure it remains relevant to the girls of today is testament really to to the the hours of work that's put into it really what sort of um, I mean I was just listening to some of those badges that that you can do and you know I want to do I want to do the brownie archaeologist badge now you know <laughs> um, so it's it's very educational for <coughs> for them as well isn't it you know they must learn a bit about archaeology for example if they do that badge they they do but I I, I, I the one thing about brownies is it's not school and we try and make sure it's not school because that's that isn't what you want you know you don't want them you don't want to just repeat what they're learning in in an education environment it's got to be something different and so for example when you look at um you know some of the badges like the environmental badges instead of learning sort of educationally about the environment they're making monsters out of recyclable material and they're they're bringing the things in from home because they're saving the things all week to come and make something so it's it is educational but it's a very different educational to school really what sort of support do you get from the local community um it's it can be mixed i mean we're in a we're in a church hall and the church uh, are incredibly good to us and i think that's that's our sort of mainstay in the community really um it can be it can be really challenging financially for a unit to stay afloat these days but the church have been incredibly generous and gracious with the uh, with what they charge us for renting the hall um our community tends to be the community that sits around the parents um, and, and our parents and girls come from sort of a, quite a wide range of the local area. But uh, garnering local support can be incredibly difficult. But we utilise the church and then we utilise the, the parents community. But, uh, you know, I, I, we're a charity. We're, you know, like any, like many other youth organisations, we are a charity. We don't, we're volunteers, we don't get paid. Um, you know, our main source of income is the small amount that we charge the kids to come every week just to cover our overheads really so financially it can it can be incredibly tough to keep it going so um, do you do you have a fundraising um program yeah we, we try every year to raise as much money as as we can independently and um over in the past we've got we've had some great links with um businesses so um poundland sponsored us for a year which paid our rent for us we also 
do everything we can to secure grants. We've been successful in lottery grants in the past. Um, but one of the one of the things we love to do is take the kids away. But that gets expensive, and we have to look look at a way to support parents to make sure that uh, we can offer all the kids the opportunity, no matter what their financial circumstances are. What would you say to uh, parents of a young girl? Um, what what age are they? Uh, so the brownies are seven to ten. Okay. What would you say to a parent of a seven to ten year old young girl who? Uh, might be thinking about joining the brownies oh well i mean there's such a variety of stuff on offer um that there'll be something that would suit their daughter um no question about it it is uh it's it's that unpressured environment it's great fun so many different opportunities um you know, make the inquiry, go on, go on and have a look at the website, Girl Guiding UK and, and make the inquiry, look for your local unit because, you know, we the units need the girls in them to survive and, and you know, membership goes up, it goes down, but you always want to be there as part of that community. So go, go ahead and support and maybe mum might want to become a leader as well. You never know. Well, that was my next question. And what would you say to mum or can dads also become brownie leaders? And what would you say to yeah. them? And what will they get out of it? So, yeah, we can have male leaders within the organisation, but um, they obviously have to work with female leaders as well. So we wouldn't have an all-male leadership team. But, yes, so mums, dads, aunts, uncles, grands, if you're looking to get involved in something, come and, come and be part of it. It doesn't have to be the weekly commitment that I do. Um, you know, running the unit for an hour and a half every week doesn't have to be that. You can come once a month. You could, if you've got a specialism, come and, you know, share your specialism with the girls. We had, we've had some incredible people come to speak to us. Um, one one girl who's got a, a visual impairment who was part of the um, the Paralympic baton relay for the Olympics and we've had police dogs come out to us we've had people with you know uh, the, the, the animal man who's got all the exotic animals you know incredible things really but so come and come and just be a part of it you know however much time you can volunteer that's my message to anyone who's thinking about it mm, sounds very really rewarding how do people uh, find out more you mentioned the website Yep. So the, the easiest way is to go onto the website, which is Girl Guiding UK. If they Google that, and they'll come up with with the main website. And then there's a button there that says "Join Us," and you click on that and fill in your details. And your local commissioner will get in touch with you and um, get you hopefully into your local unit. Are there any requirements to be a leader? Uh, you'll go through DBS check. So you'll go through the um, sort of the police legal check, if you like. So that's that is the requirement you need to be. Obviously, for safety and security of girls, sure. we need to make sure that our leaders are are who they say they are. So, other than ID and the DBS check, no other requirements. And uh, we aren't affiliated to church or religion, although you know units meet in churches. But we aren't affiliated to anything, so religion is uh, is no barrier to it. Uh, An ability is no barrier to it. So, um, you know, we have many leaders who are part of us who come from all kinds of backgrounds um, with various levels of, uh, of abilities and everybody's welcome either to be a leader or to come and join a unit as a, as a participant. Brilliant. Well, thank you for talking to Human Stories and making the brownies sound so so exciting, which I, I know they are now. You know, I didn't know much about the brownies because I'm a bloke. <laughs> well, Maybe next time you're in Birmingham, you could come and deliver a session to our brownies and uh, tell them all about being a radio presenter. I'd love to. I'd really love to. Yeah. Thank you very much. Brown Owl, Sally Simpson. Thank you. You're welcome. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. 
If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.